0: Hello to all our listeners on Wisdom's Echo. It's great to have you and we have so enjoyed doing these podcasts every single week and every single day. It's just been phenomenal. What I want to bring up today is I really want to talk about an annual podcast trade that we have decided to do once a year just before Christmas. We would love to give all of our listeners an opportunity to trade into all the amazing and wonderful thoughts of the day that you've listened to throughout the year for free and the trade is really just to bless all those folks that have contributed to wisdom's echo. And what we want to do is we want this trade to take place after Marius Elena shares his thought for the day on the 23rd of December uh, this year, which is next week so really appreciate it if you would take time to trade. And go to our website, which is www.origingate.com and just click on the daily podcast uh, tab and you will see a button there that says podcast trade and you can trade via that button. We're so so grateful to all of you and want to thank you for listening to us and making us the success that we are. It has been absolutely phenomenal and just such an honor to do this. I really absolutely love it. Bless you guys and thank you so much.
1: Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast Wisdom's Echo. My name is Robbie Venter, sharing an insight of the day. Today I'm going to be talking about the mentality of a son versus the mentality of a slave. And I know this is a subject that has been pretty widely covered, so I'm adding my perspective, adding my thoughts to the subject. And I think it's a pretty important one. And there's certainly been areas of my own life where I have discovered that my thinking was more in line with that of a slave than that of a son. And, and the sad reality is that there are many of us who are sons, yet we continue to be limited to what's available to a slave because we think like a slave. And uh, the Holy Spirit said to me some time ago, He said, The truth does not set you free. He said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So to the extent that we're aware of an agreement with the truth, that's the extent that the truth has the ability to set us free. And the truth is that we are sons, we are heirs of God. However, many of us are not aware of a lot of the truths surrounding the implications that come with being a son of Yahweh. So last time we looked at the story of the prodigal son and how the older brother in the story, although he was a son, was operating under the mindset of a slave. He was operating under what I refer to as a permission-seeking mindset. So he was working hard, expecting that after a period of time, his father would give him permission to access the resources. Of the household. However, the father was operating under a different mindset. He understood that the son, through his blood lineage, had right of access to the resources of the household. So there was a contrast between the mindset of the father and the mindset of the son. And because of the mentality of the son, because of his thinking, he didn't access that which he actually had access to. So one of the first traits of the mentality of a slave is looking for permission, a permission-seeking mindset, constantly looking for permission. So there's there's two types of people that look for permission. Firstly, children, so if we're in a state of immaturity, and secondly, slaves. And so I think that when we're... When we're in an immature state, like my son who's a year and a half old right now, I'm telling him what to do quite often. I would say, pick up your toys or put your clothes on or eat your food or brush your hair. I have to instruct him a lot. And that's because right now he's not old enough to understand for himself. But if he got a bit older and I was still speaking to him like that, or I still needed to speak to him like that, it would become a problem. Right, So I think where a lot of the confusion actually comes in is because there is a period of time in our walk with Yahweh as immature believers where he does speak to us like that sometimes, where he does tell us what to do and he does instruct us and direct us and and yeah, tell us step by step exactly what to do. And that was certainly my experience. Um, The scripture says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you. And so the hand of God represents the instruction, the correction, the protection, the direction of God. And so the outcome of that, though, should be that we get to a place of exaltation. And in that place of exaltation, the way in which Yahweh relates to us changes and it should change and so for many of us we we get stuck in the in the place in the space of wanting to be told what to do and that's where the older son in that story was stuck in he was stuck in the space of i'm just going to wait until my father tells me that i can access something the reality was he had full access to it he didn't access that which he had access to because of his own mentality. and so uh, that is part one of the things that I believe is holding us back and preventing us from going after our destiny in the body of Christ. So we see that the older son in the story was living in a state of frustration. he was living in a state of jealousy. He was living in a state of disappointment and even in a place of anger and blame. And so he got frustrated with his father, feeling that the father hadn't given him something that he felt he deserved. However, the father had already given it to him because he had full access to it. And the father assumed that if the son wanted this, he would take it. Another trait of a slave servant mentality is someone who is scared of getting it wrong. And so for this part I want to refer to the parable of the talents and I'll just read part of it so that we're on the same page. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them to his property. To one he gave five talents to another two and to another one to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five more. So also he who had two made two more, but he who had received the one talent went and dug it and had his master's money. Now after a time, the master came back and settled accounts, and he had received the five, came forward bringing five more. Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I've made five more. Same with the one with the two. And the master says to them, of course, enter into the joy of your master. Uh, He also, who had received the one talent, came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid I went and hid the talent in the ground. Here, have back what is yours. But his his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. So the interesting uh, thing that I want to point to is that the two servants that multiplied what they had been given, there was predominantly two traits which they displayed. The first is the ability to take initiative. See, the master didn't tell them how to go about doing anything. All it said was he entrusted them with his property and then he went away. He left them to it. And, And so for many of us, the way in which we think would be saying, okay, master, tell me what's next. How do I do this? How do I do that? Where do I go and multiply? In the story, the master didn't give a detailed set of instructions. He It says that he left, he went away. So you notice the, the, the person with the five talents, it says he went at once and traded with them. So he took initiative. And so initiative means uh, there's a couple of definitions that I want to draw our attention to. Firstly, it's the power to act. Initiative is the power to act. Secondly, it's the ability to initiate action. And so, this is, this is the first strength or positive trait that was displayed by the good and faithful servants. Or, in this case in, of our discussion, the mentality of a good son. The ability to initiate, the power to act, the ability to initiate action, the ability to go out and make things happen. All right, so this was this was what caused the master um, to say, "Well done, you good and faithful servant." So it wasn't um, because they had the ability to follow a detailed set of instructions; it was the ability to take action despite not having instructions. The second trait that I believe um, put them in such good rapport with the Master was their ability to take risks, All right? So they went out, they took risks, they didn't let fear of failure get in the way. And so really it was those two traits, the ability to take risks and the ability to take initiative. And when I look in the body of Christ... The, the issue I see is oftentimes people are like deer stuck in the headlights. I'm just waiting for God to release the resources. I'm just waiting for God to tell me what to do. I'm just waiting for the door to open. I'm just waiting for this. I'm just waiting for that. I'm just waiting. And so for me, one of the predominant traits of, of a son who knows his position, who knows uh, his his role, who knows his authority is someone who can take risks and take initiative and who's not afraid of actually going out and utilizing that which they've been entrusted with. So the wicked and slothful servant, he was operating under a mindset that said, what I do is not important and the resources that I have are not important and what I choose to do with my money is not important and I'm not important, and the master won't really care about what I do or won't do. And so he refused to take risks, and he refused to use his initiative. And so I think that we can really learn from the story that those two traits, the ability to take risks and use our initiative, or the ability to initiate action or the power to act, Those two traits are what open up for us greater levels of authority, greater levels of responsibility, greater levels of position, greater levels of resources. So if you look um, in the story again of of the Minas, what happens is that the master says, you will now be ruler of 10 cities. And... By demonstrating the traits that we've talked about here, the ability to take risk, use initiative, be trustworthy with that which they were given, by doing that, they were actually promoted into the position of becoming a master. And I believe that that's Yahweh's intention for us. It's never to remain at the level of servant, but through proving that we've got the willingness, the ability to take risks, use our initiative, be trustworthy with what we've been given. We, it sets the platform for us to begin to enter into the position of being a master. And so from the position of being a master, we then begin to learn how to delegate resources, give instructions and entrust others around us to begin to multiply for us that which God has entrusted us with. But that's a different story for another day. Uh, For now, I just want to contrast again and summarize for us what are are the primary traits of a slave and what are the primary traits of a son. So firstly, a, a slave looks for permission. Looks for permission. They want to be told what to do all the time. Constantly asking for permission. Secondly, a slave is scared of doing it wrong because they feel like they're going to be punished. The primary traits of a son that we covered today was a willingness to take risks, a willingness to take initiative, and a willingness to take responsibility. And another misconception that I actually often hear And I I feel like this is a roadblock for many people is a, a misinterpretation of the statement that Yeshua made where he said, I only do what I see the Father do. And so that statement is fully compatible with what I've said today because I think that the first initiative that we must take is to look at what the Father's doing. As sons, we take the initiative to engage and look at what our Father's doing. And then we take the initiative to replicate that and to operate on that. And based on what we've seen, we then carry that out on the earth. So I've heard oftentimes that scripture being misinterpreted and miss as, I only do what the Father tells me to do. And I just want to reiterate, scripture doesn't say that anywhere. And those are two very different things. If you only do what the father tells you to do, then that means you're operating under a slave mentality. However, if you're doing what you see the father doing, then you're operating under the mentality of the son. And so I think we've oftentimes miscalculated the level of freedom that we've got as sons to look at what our father's doing, to engage with the activity of heaven, to replicate that here in our lives on the earth. It's such a joy to have shared some of these learnings with you today. And I want to thank you very much for listening. Uh, Bless you wherever you are and have a great day.